What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Cantina MX podcast. We excuse John. He's in Puerto Vallarta. This is Albert Campa. And I'm here with... Uh, oh, we just got another uh, panel to join. So. We're with our regular panel of esteemed gentlemen, as John would say. And uh, episode 112. And we're going to go into a lot of topics today. A lot of news was going on around the world of Mexican soccer. and uh, But to introduce everyone, let's uh, start with Dan from uh, Escondido. How's it going? I know. Pretty good, Beto. Evening, everybody. Happy to be here. Another uh, another fun round of uh, national team games and uh, one last jornada before the Liga starts. So fun soccer times. Yep. Yep, glad to glad to have you on and next Joel from uh, Los Angeles. What's up, Joel? Cubule out. I hear lots of lots of good info coming on this week. So yeah, lot plenty to talk about. Cool, cool stuff. And then next in line in Los Angeles as well. El profe, Cambio Rayas, what's up? Hey Beto, how you doing man? Hey, pretty good. You got some yeah. good audio. How's it going, everybody? Hey, guys. Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna take offense at the at the at, the, at Beto's intro. You know, he said esteemed. You know, I, I've always thought myself more as a distinguished gentleman, so <laughs> I just want to make that distinction. Distinguished. Okay. <laughs> got you. Got you triggered a little bit with the esteemed. Okay. Yeah, totally, man. My my hymens are completely rustled right now. Hymens. <laughs> I'm glad to have you, man. All right, thank and, you. Uh, Last but not least, Ronnie from Philadelphia. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Relaxing with your uh, huge screens and operation center going over over there. Yeah, I need to get a couple more screens. It's like <laughs> I found one this one huge monitor. And now it's gonna have to get get another one. All righty. Good stuff. So I guess to start off, then uh, some national team tra- talks. Uh, Mexican. Mexican national team uh, had two friendlies, uh, did pretty well, got the win against uh, Belgium, and then tied Poland. Uh, Osorio seems to get a little bit of praise now. Uh, the, fan, the Osorio fans seem to. I, I see a little bit of uh, you know. The fans and the apologies, cheekies. Yeah, the, the apologists seem to be doing the in-your-face to all the haters a little bit. Not not too much, but I see it a little bit. We must give him credit, though, Al. I mean, going in, going into those games, his record against teams, well, Mexico's record with him in charge against teams ranked higher was pretty bad. Uh, so, I mean, uh, regardless if it was friendly or he played, uh, you know, the, the bench, the team just did get a win and a draw playing away so that, you know, it, it does deserve credit. I think the the, the Belgium game was, was impressive at times. There was also some of the typical lack in defense. Um, as apparently by the, you know, it's apparent by the score. But it was, it was interesting to see the post comments by, what's that dude's name, De Bruyne? He was sort of complaining. And ADP, De Bruyne? Yeah, uh, the, City went uh, forward. Yeah, exactly. 
he was complaining uh, that they need more direction. They need a coach that can direct them and their tactics. And then, wait, he's complaining about Belgium's coach. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. It was uh, it was about Belgium. What he basically what he's complaining about is is that KDB's playing for Pep Guardiola right now at Manchester City. So you know, they, it's an entirely different system from what Belgium is uh, putting out there. I, I don't have all the, the specifics of the differences, but other than um, obviously they're a team uh, at Manchester City that you know likes to, to you know open up defenses. Uh, for their attacking players, and and Belgium's not really that kind of system, and so I guess he was kind of comparing Belgium to Mexico, where Mexico's, uh, you know, they're a little bit more proactive. They're they're going to go at you like they're the, you know, they're the home team even if they're on the road. Well, it didn't feel like that in the first half. It didn't feel like Mexico. Mexico felt like it was just they were sitting back. I think they were. Maybe they were overwhelmed in the beginning, uh, but I mean throughout the game, obviously they had the ball more. You know, you know what, Profe? I hear words like overwhelmed, and then I was reading reports saying yeah. Mexico, Mexico, what Mexico learned and stuff like that. What and did they learn? And it rustles my highness too, because <laughs> this is a, this is a team that uh, a lot of players have have. Have two to three World Cups under their belt. There's nothing to learn, man. There's nothing new for them. Playing Belgium is. We faced Belgium at an actual World Cup. There, there is something to learn because first of all, Mexico. You know, the federation went with a with a guy who had no experience at the national team level. Had no. Yeah, but had, had, you know, the, and and his his only experience was coaching a Atletico Nacional team that was. Okay, uh, well, I mean, if we're in, pay, in we're paying JCO to learn is one thing, but I'm saying. It's a if, if you're if you're a Chua, if you're a Chua that's been in World Cups, Herrera. Yeah, well, I mean we had it, quite it, a good it, group. Of... Well, I'm I'm agreeing premise with you that this is I mean tying Belgium in Belgium like is not really impressive because they they've played against Belgium in in uh, you know, in the World Cups before so yeah and teams similar like them I mean, I mean Croatia it's not an impressive game you know I I I, I you know I'm I'm on, I'm on board with you as far as the the sentiment that you're trying to share, where, where, hey, th- these are not new heights, and, and I yeah, agree. Yeah, exactly. Agree. I mean, not to take credit from the win or the draw, they're good, but don't. Well, let's not try to make it more than than it is, or or make it seem like Mexico's never done that. Well, you know what, dude? I, I, I think this I current team, though, the, well, I, I think this current team, team they'll needed it. But but I'm saying, I, maybe some of the players, but you have players that. They've been through that already, not once, but no, twice. Well, I'm sorry. Dude, I, I don't mean from a learning standpoint. I agree 100% that this team isn't oh. going to learn a whole lot. There's probably some players that maybe the very fringe players that, that are the, the that could that are still learning and growing. Well, him, actually, he's not a fringe player, but 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 he's probably one of the, the exceptions. You know That's a good point, Dan, because uh, the players that should be carrying this team, they're, they're not doing that. Like uh, – I mean, in, in these last two games, uh, you know, Chucky was a star, and so I kind of have this, uh, this just bad feeling about them because it seems like Mexico's like one one injury away from, you know, having a, a bad time. The, the last the last cycle, it was it was Gio. He was he was a he was a clutch player, and once he was out of the game, you know, we saw what happened against Netherlands in particular. 
and then and obviously they didn't have Vela last. Like, well, now they got Vela, they got Gio. They're not. Uh, they're they're on vacation basically. You know, they're not having a big impact on the games. But I don't think uh, I, Jonathan know. had a ba- played poorly. I, again, yeah, I, I don't Gio, think. Like, yeah. Okay. I don't think it's MLS. Uh, that that that's the reason that. I, I'm going to go ahead and say the same thing I've been saying. Like the the team, the the players that have been playing poorly, vary. They some guys are are that have played poorly with the national team, came off regular minutes. Some of them came off sporadic minutes. Playing time doesn't hasn't correlated necessarily with with good performances uh, or bad. Like we we want to point and, and and we're almost hoping that Jonathan does bad and and we're we're hoping that Geo does poorly. Well, Gio, yes, you know his his level has definitely dropped, but I haven't seen such a huge difference uh, in Jonathan's game, and and as far as the national team's concerned, I haven't seen that huge of a drop off between both of them. I don't think Gio's been our worst player. So I agree with you, Dan. No, I, 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 I think... he's expected to carry the team. He's in his prime. You know, he's, uh, he's, uh... I think uh, I think he realizes though that his time to to be the the focal he, he, point is gone. Him and Vela were the chosen ones, you know. They were, they were, were to, uh, past Well, I I think this World Cup for for them and and for someone like Rafa, who I think has that kind of thorn in their side, where they they feel like they've missing out on on, on reaching uh, a different level with the national team. I think they're they I think they're sensing it that they. Kind of, they're they're kind of having a what could have been kind of thing. They're, they're trying to avoid that. So I, I do think that that they're gonna that they're gonna be focused and they're gonna add something to the team. Uh, but it's gonna they're gonna play a, a their role. They're not they're not gonna be the focal point, and I'm okay with that because there's frankly better players than they are uh, as far as in, in the attacking third. Well, there's like wait, four or five players that are ahead, that are better than him, better than them currently. But you know. So you you think they still make the World Cup squad? Without question. Based on their based on the way they're going, or is it just their, their based on their their upside? Like my, you know, they might wake up today. Based on everything. Like, based on everything. I, I saw what the best, supposedly best of Liga MX had had to offer in the Copa de Oro, and it was poor. It was poor. There there was literally just a couple of players that managed to look okay. Um, so I don't think. Um, they did anything to, to and especially the, those attacking players. There was there was players that, that had a chance to, to to shine and they didn't. They just didn't. So for, I definitely for, think for uh, point, Vela... Dan, going to that World Cup to the Gold Cup. You're saying that uh, Mexico. We always pretty much well say we they Mexico does does pretty bad when when it's that second Gold Cup, and, and you know that that kind of always seems to be the case. Not just the finite, but the, the performances have always been poor every every time. You, you know what, though? I want to say uh, I, I was actually I was happy with Guardado's performance. I, I didn't see the movie. I listened to it on the radio, but I saw the the 90 and 60, uh, some, you know, some summary that they do on one of the 90, 60, 90? 90, 60, 90. <laughs> <laughs> But I think you're going with someone. You're going back to Monter- that Monterrey party with the Jolie. <laughs> okay, okay. The Salcido party. But, uh, no. you know, uh, yeah, you got to watch out. That, that's, you know. I, I was, the Salchichos. 
John's going to be upset with you guys. You know, Guardado's play to me was uh, it was it was it was it was pretty good. I, I, I was I was happy with him uh, the way he distributed the ball from from the back. You know, I, I thought it was Tom Brady second. You know, or Peyton Manning, whatever your preference is, or Joe Montana. I thought the midfield did okay. I mean, I know Reyes had had a rough go, but I mean, Herrera and and and, and Guardado were 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 good. Yeah, I, I agree. And even still, I mean, not 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 that I'm excusing the goal, and but like one of their goals was pretty fluky. I mean, sure, like the like ninety percent of the goal had already happened as far as like the the breakdown of the defense, but you know they did benefit. So I mean, I guess the way I, I saw these games play out just gave me hope that at minimum we got a we got a, a round of sixteen. For sure, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that this team's going to go at minimum what they've done in the past, oh, and it, and it gives me some, you know, some some some, some hope, some hope that, that that you know, depending on the draw and and depending on circumstances, that the team could. So, uh, so you don't agree with surprise us? You don't agree with Guardado? What, what did he say? Well, oh, they could that, win the World Cup. Yeah, that they could win oh. the World Cup. That that's his goal. He well, no, that's that's. I think that's what they have to say, and if, and, and and I think they that's the way they should be thinking. Well, you know, I, you know I, what, Dan? I'm not part of the team. I, I get to be objective and 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 be more as a spectator, and I could look at it more objectively because they're not talking about the probabilities. They're thinking about what they think, about what they believe. So I I I. I that's what you want to hear from your leader, I think. Well, we can't talk about probabilities, though, because uh, the pots are already set, and right here at the cantina, we've been we've been playing with the simulator. No tequitas. <laughs> not that time. Up? Not that time. <laughs> the, the group draw. The group draw simulator um, is the Sibian, and uh, and uh, the results have been pretty pretty How favorable. It's it's well we did we did three so the one the one I did uh, Mexico was drawn with Russia Morocco Iran it's just like I would take that uh, Al what what did yours get you had Poland I'm trying to bring it up I had uh, I know it was Germany it was the top team South Korea uh, let me find it. That sounds like a group of death right there. <laughs> no, they, we uh, Iceland, I think, was it? She, oh, Iceland. El Dan, el yeah. Germany, Iceland, and South Korea. And that's, I, that's a, uh, that'd be a terrible group. <laughs> Iceland can be scary, man. They're they're familiar with Mexico and uh, and know. South Korea's always played us well. Yeah, I, yeah. You got speed. So. Well, we we beat them. We beat them in '98. Uh no, I'm, wait, traumatized, uh, I'm traumatized. I'm uh, traumatized from the friendly the that that they played with. with. Drop ball, right? Yeah, that's that's the one where I'm always remembering when when they played South Korea was was uh, him just brain farting and snoozing and just let drop the ball in front of their in front of their striker and then he just always oh, like just said thank you and just tapped wait, it in. Wait, do you have uh, do you have a uh, John's draw? Out. Yeah, his was a. Uh, oh, he's gonna make me look up a map. 
gonna see my um, uh, flag ignorance. John's was. What is Mexico? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> South Korea. Uh, this a white cross on a red flag. Switzerland. Switzerland. And Poland. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, you, you know what? You know They're what? They're not too, too bad. Uh, though. A little is kind of uh, respect the way Osorio handled uh, Lozano, you know, um, yeah, compared to the way uh, Sven, Sven Goran Eriksson handled uh, Gio and Vela, where he kind of, you know, threw them pretty much. But but I think that was there. that was expected because the, the Federation was pushing, they were pushing the oh, whole yeah, could, golden you know, golden generation angle. Not, they not, were forcing not only it. that though, not only that though, I mean, but. Who was who was available at the time? I mean, Bosa. we were. I think at the time we were ho- hoping and, and, and praying well, for a, a, for Neri. Yeah, not not too good. I think he could have relied on them. And no, but, but let's, oh let's my not God, get are off you serious? let's not get off topic, man. We, I know, but that's just crazy it's, talk. It's, it is, profes. Look, I'm just saying, man. Slipping the fumes. So those are the friendlies. Oh, so no, no, but I mean, I mean, overall. So are you guys, are you guys kind of those, softening those up on the... on the whole idea of Osorio? And, not 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 Osorio per se, but but uh, the national team's uh, prospects this summer. Like, what what are you guys thinking? Do you guys feel better about it? I think mostly all of you do, right? A I, little I bit do. better. I mean, just uh, Dan, but... I I feel I feel better because. Uh, the fact that other team, other national teams that are historically stronger, not in the tournament. You know, is that the only reason? That's weak, man. <laughs> you That's know what? Though I, I still think Mexico's like uh, you know one Pablo Barrera away from not having a good time. You know, like right now, Chucky, he's a man. He's carrying the team. You know yeah. what happens if. You know, if, if he gets hurt, like Pablo Barrera oh, got man. hurt. Under, not, under, not under, well, well, we, well, we saw that last. During the summer, without Tecatito, I think that's that's a huge drop off, and he but wasn't Tecatito available during was these never, games. But he was never like a, a key player with Mexico. Like he, that, he rarely features. Where does that get hurt? No, okay, that's he's fine. But but let's not let's not pretend and 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 not that he's our most dangerous <laughs> player. Uh, I still think it's Chucky, but but both of them on the field. I mean, that's that's very interesting, you know. Well, not even have to be on the field, but I'm just saying, like in in a situation where if there's if the teams are bunkering, and you need someone to just beat someone off a dribble, we have one guy that can do that. You're gonna give it to Kobe. He's the only one, dude. He's the only one that can do the one v one like as good as that, as as good as he can in close tight spaces, dribble dribble through players. Chucky's good, but he needs a little bit more space. Yeah, against, well, the bunker, against the bunker, he's not going to do much. I don't think he's going to do much against the bunker. Going back to what I was saying he's, about he's te- avoiding certain teams. Bees, you got um, Lainez, you know, they're not getting called up. Those guys would would help you breaking down a bunker. and uh, you know. Yeah, but they, they've had guys that are fast. Like, I'm just saying, like, like, in theory, yeah, that makes sense. But truth be told, like, we needed Tecatito to beat Honduras. They, without him, like he, he ended up making the game look a little bit easier than it was. But the team wasn't was was struggling to create chances. He single handedly won the game hey, Dan, with just Dan, individual brilliance. 
Go, Ron. Go, go ahead. What I was saying, like, like for example, if you go, if you look at the 2002 uh, World Cup when Germany made the final, they played Saudi Arabia, Republic of Ireland, Cameroon in the group stages, Paraguay second round, U.S. quarterfinal, semifinal, South Korea, and Brazil in the final. <laughs> so, so it, it does matter. I mean, it, it, I think I think with a lot of the historical powerhouse teams gone, I think that sometimes you you don't know. You don't know how a nice thing is going to do in the World Cup in the first, you know, this World Cup. Not, you don't know how Panama's going to do. And then some of the teams that have been somewhat consistent, sometimes they tend to flake out, you know, in, in key, you know, mat, you know, games and matches and tournaments. So I, I think, I think I'm feeling more confident because the players and the competition seems a little bit dilu- uh, diluted. So, if if I, I think I think the you know if, if if they don't reach the fifth game, I think it would be a massive massive failure on Osorio's part. Well, I, I just want to want to bring up something about Dan was talking about the confidence in in JCO. So I want to say, um, even though I don't, he's not, I'm, I'm not high on on him as a coach, but. I, he has managed in his, in his two international attorneys. He has managed to qualify the team out of the group stage. So he he did it in uh, Centenario and in uh, Confederations. So you know, my big worry has always been in elimination and going up against a stronger opponent. So in in that game, I'm still not super confident. But that we could get through. And and looking at the simu- uh, a lot of the simulated groups. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to end up with a favorable draw, and at the least make it make it out of the group. The reason so, I, I think that that I'm a little bit more hopeful, though, Joel, uh, and this is assuming yeah. that the players are all the players are available. I do think if you have an informed Chucky and and uh, and an informed Tecatito. They literally have, I think, the potential to beat anybody, uh, like on a given day. They're not going to be favored against everyone at all, but 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 there, I think it gives us a much better chance of of, of pulling out a, a big win versus not. And um, I, and I do think that that's what's been lacking uh, in previous World Cups. They haven't been able to send in all the best players that I think may may have somehow made a difference. So I guess yeah, that's one of the reasons I'm hopeful that despite, like how you said, they were they haven't been able to beat anybody or even hang with anybody that's better than them. So they kind of shut that away. They were able to do it, even though they were friendlies. I think they surprised surprised them. Um, and even the second um, set of players, like that second eleven, kind of showed a. Some decent, some decent play. So I, that that's why I'm mostly hopeful. Um, they, they seem to look okay, and I think the quality of the team is going to get them at least uh, through that group stage. One thing I was hopeful in seeing um, that I don't think I've seen before with Osorio was the I'm going to call it the five man backline against uh, Poland. There's three in the middle and the two wingers. That I think really five two. Yeah. I think, yeah, like Piojo. I've never seen JCO do that, and that seems I, 
that's funny because I I've been hearing some conflicting information about that whether it was a, a... there were three in the back for sure. It could have been a because I, I, I heard it was a three four three. Yeah, that's what I was hearing too. But if, I guess it could if, shift. If uh, remember one of the things that uh, uh, Osorio preaches on or or he latches onto is an idea from Bielsa is to always have an extra defender uh, in the back. So if the other opposing team has two forwards, uh, he's always gonna, you know, he's gonna play you with a three. And uh, if they have a, like, if they're playing you with one forward or like a four-three-three, then he's gonna keep, he's gonna play you with a a back four. Well, in the Belgium game, he had the Reyes sort of helping out, which was not helping, not helping at all. It was just terrible. You mean Reyes looked bad, or he just? Yeah, he looked bad. He got beat. He got beat like straight up, one on one, plenty of times. And and the second game, it seemed to be a little bit different with the three, um, the three center backs, I guess. Where did they play another? Brazil. I think Reyes opened his boots over there. Robin, Robin was burning them like in the 90th minute, after, you know, in the 89th minute after playing a full game. He hasn't recovered from that. Oh, Reyes? Yeah, Reyes. He got he got broken down mentally. Yeah, well, you know, in that game, he came in as a sub for uh, uh, after Moreno came out hurt, and yeah. uh, and he hasn't really like ever ever since that game. I don't think he's had a. a uh, you know, a, a good game with Mexico. You know, keep in mind though, he did have a tough task to try to keep things somewhat fair. He was he was going he up. Was a, he was, go, he was going up against some pretty. What's that? You know, uh, he was fresh off the bench. Robin was, you know, old old man Robin. After ninety minutes, he's burning you on speed. You know, that's what the hell's going on. Well, he's quick, dude. Come on, dude. He's just tall. He's not. Yeah, he's done that to countless players, and just and that's what I was kind of alluding to the the Belgian players. I mean, who's he going up against? I mean, those guys are are making a lot of guys look bad. Lukaku. I mean, those guys aren't aren't. aren't I mean, they usually win. There, I mean, they're, they're, there's a reason why where they play. Why where why they play where they play. Yeah, but they, and, uh, they just play. Does he play for a freaking? Uh... Uh, Lobos Walk or Puebla? Well, no. The point is, is that guys, really good players, are, are are getting embarrassed by those same players, and and just because he gets he gets turned and gets and gets smoked doesn't change the fact that you know what? Like, would someone else have not gotten burned? I don't know. If that's true, dude. He does play for Lobos Walk, man. He plays for the Lobos Walk of Europe. Compared Wait, to Mark, compared to <laughs> compared to Robin and all the other guys. Well, he's at Wait, Porto, dude. Ricardo? That's that's nothing. That's nothing uh, to to dismiss. He's not playing. That's the issue. And he was and and he had a really good season in La Liga last year. It was a shame that he wasn't able to to, to stay to stay over there. But um, fortunately, oh. he's he's a guy that's been thrown out there, man. I, I I don't. He's not my first choice to play that position. <laughs> This guy keeps. Hey, so so shifting but, topics. Sure. If you guys are ready, uh, the uh, TAS or the Court of Arbitration came out and uh, made some judgment that Joel might 
talk more about. I'll just explain really quick how I understand it from uh, um, from watching the news. Uh, apparently, there's quite a few fines and punishments that the Mexican Federation has received, and the Court of Arbitration pretty much um, relieved Mexico of a few of them, a few of the fines, but with a sort of a stipulation saying that if if it continues and the, the fines or punishment could be severe. And I think that's that's all it said was um, severe in describing the actual punishment. <laughs> and uh, So they got it. They got it. And so I don't they, know they, when or whoever. They can't yell Putin no more? Exactly. And, and the news outlet that I was watching was talking about uh, possible points. And, and I think they just, they're just grabbing at stuff. Point, point deduction, you mean? Yeah, point deduction as part of the punishment, not just, not just fines. Which would be. During the World Cup or, or. That's not actually in writing. The points issue, the points punishment isn't in writing or anything. It just says there will be a more severe, uh, punishment. Which could be them. But, uh. Yeah, no more, no more yelling that stuff. So what are, what are your guys' thoughts on that, uh. Or any information that you'd have oil on? No, just just the same. Uh, this court of arbitration, uh, Joel, who, where is this loc? Where is this uh, court of arbitration located? Is this a Mexican court, or is this no, no, no. like a? Or okay, so this it's is like the international. Body. Okay. It's like an international court uh, for some of these matters, but I, I think you know I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on. I think FIFA's in on it too. I don't think Mexico will go against people like that. And I think it's a way to get some of the heat off of them, like people not doing anything about it. Because the more noise, ultimately they're going to have to address the issue of of Russia and Qatar, which, which is worse, you know. You're going to keep finding Mexico or taking points for gay slurs, but then you have countries where it's like much worse is happening. Yeah, they actually have laws banning the whole behavior, period. Yeah. Ban- banning hom- stadium banning or- homosexual <laughs> behavior, in, like, in general. And here we are just yeah, basically that, that- making fun or, or, or chanting homophobic. Yeah, no, no, I, I see there's a there's a yeah, huge no. distinction, I think. Um, I'm sure FIFA isn't exactly excited either way. It's just a kind of rock and a hard place for them because they know that from a from a, a PR standpoint, they should be denouncing it, but at the same time, you don't want to bring in too much attention to the subject because it begs the question. But um, you know, I think uh, I think people are slowly getting over it and uh, getting comfortable with the idea of, of it going away. I think it's a matter of time at this point. Um, you know, it was fun until it's until it wasn't. You know, and now like I don't see how how people could still want to say it's it's fun when when like it's just causing issues and it's potentially hurting the team you're there to see. But yeah, uh, but that's I just think, one guy's opinion. No, I think one of, one of the things that they want to start doing is having like fan identification. So, so then, like the the people that get caught doing it, they eventually just get banned from from going to the games. So, so not the World Cup. You know, the the tickets have your name. 
Amen. Well, I don't think it, I mean, I guess it'd be good for like, if, if I'm not sure how it would be enforced um, outside of, uh, outside of international matches, outside of FIFA, uh, actually, because even, I mean, I don't think uh, it was pretty loud during, during the Gold Cup matches. Yeah. And, and even right there, it's difficult because you have fans from all over doing it. Did you guys see the, uh, uh, Piojo was on some uh, TV show or something discussing it with, uh, and he gives us sort of an explanation. Defend, I'm, I guess, sort of defending it. They're having sort of like a a back and forth debate. But I got a clip of it real quick. Hold on here. It's sort of interesting because uh, he, he's, he's saying what we've always known about it, but he's discussing. Have you guys seen this? It's still a, it's still a, stu- it's still a stupid point to make though. Like yeah. if you're saying something out loud, other people are going to hear it. So other people are going to interpret it their own way to say, that's not what we mean. And just to, that's just stupid. But, yeah. And, and I, and I listen, I, I listen objectively to everything. And, and Piojo was the first one to state his opinion, but he was talking to, uh, um, you know, I think a couple or three other gay dudes and they were given their side of it. And I was like pretty uh, convinced with their side as well. Like I, I, I what, what were what were these soy boys saying? Uh, you want to hear it? Okay, yes. let, let me continue. Les multa porque usar esa palabra está mal y yo en cada momento en cada ciudad o sea, a la sí que se yo voy, sienten por supuesto y claro porque es una palabra que hemos escuchado desde siempre y hay personas que mueren y la última palabra que escuchan es esa tenemos homicidios homofóbicos homicidios de trans no no te lo puedo es como en el tema de como como, como cuando hay, hay un tema con la mujer independientemente de lo que el hombre opine a la mujer se le tiene que tomar en cuenta. Es exactamente igual con el tema de esta palabra que sí es muy fuerte y que es una palabra que ni siquiera entre nosotros usamos, ¿sabes? Nos decimos jota, nos decimos maricón, nos decimos ay amiga, nos decimos chibole qué onda y así, pero nunca nos decimos Entonces, esa palabra es la que tienen que dejar de utilizar y por algo se les está multando. Y México está... I guess that was the, that was the main thing, like towards the end, what he was saying. I think they also... So didn't convince me. They didn't convince me. <laughs> not at all. They did not convince me one bit. Maybe, maybe I missed the, maybe I missed the part. No, I, 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 I think they don't want to be convinced, Beto. They make valid points. <laughs> I know, come on. They're saying with how they do it with each other, man. But that no, is, no, no, no. My point is that he's saying, yeah, but if you're saying a word, whether you, whether you say that it's not meant like that or not, but the fact that it can be interpreted as that, like, don't, like, you're excusing it. You just sound stupid. 
You just do. No, I'm not it excusing. Dan, Dan, Wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. The, the point of the matter is, is that it's alienating some people. If you don't care, then okay, fine. It's like, look, man, like, we're not, we don't mean it to offend you, but if you're offended, then oh well, sorry. That's basically the posture that people are going to take or not take. Like, I'm saying, I found it funny. I'm not gay. I didn't ever, I never found the word offensive, but hey, some people do. So, and even, and you don't even have to be gay to be offended by the word. Maybe you just don't want to hear vulgarities when you go, to, when you go to a place like that where you hear it and you hear kids say it and they all say it in unison like some glorious thing. It's like when you think about it, it's crude. And, right. and to say, and to chop it up as saying, well, that's just part of the culture. Pulling out the, our, our good friend's Pern's uh, defense, because that's basically what Piojo was saying. It's like, it's our idiosyncrasies of the country. If you're, not, if you're not taking those into account. So basically what he's saying is like, our whole country is kind of uh, homophobic. And we all use it all the time. And we all kind of just laugh at it. But we don't really mean anything by it. And most of the time we use it, we're not even talking about gay people. That just goes to show how far extensive the overuse of the term ha- is is used in the country. That... Now, if you don't, if if you're part of the anti PC police and and you're and you're I am okay with some people getting offended, and I am against well, it one hundred percent. Yeah, no, and that's but, but, the, but that know, doesn't give you, I, but that doesn't give you the moral high ground because I reject the fucking moral high ground from the get go. It doesn't give you the rank. What's that? What, what, what's saying about moral moral? Uh, Be, because you, high because, ground. because because the social justice warrior movement is based on on moral high ground. Well, it, that, that is the, the moral high ground is subjective as it is, and, and to, 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 to control thought and to control. So you're denying uh, the fact that you're denying the fact that the word is offensive. It may offend you. You don't okay? think that you don't think the but, word is but offensive. But, no, I do not. Okay. I don't. I don't think it's offensive. Okay. Okay, because, because we have in Carlos Albert. No, I forget who the other guy is. We have been telling each other. For the past, you know, hundred years, we've been telling and calling things each other on the field. What difference you know, does that make? Because it's part of it. It, it. it is part. It's part of it, yes, but it's not necessary part of it. Meaning, you could do away with it, and, and okay. And but, but, here's be... the, but here's the thing: they're protected. They're protected. They're protected uh, groups. Okay. Now, if you were to make somebody because they're obese, like a pastor, what's the name, Lozano? I don't know oh, if you yeah. remember, or, or, or if you remember him. Tacos okay. al pastor los <laughs> I know. I mean, so, so okay. So no, no one's making a fuss because someone's making fun of someone because he's fat. Okay. Okay. Again. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Wait. But, Compare apples right, to apples. Ron, Do you have no, 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 no one cares. So it's, it's only. It's only. It's only. There's only certain. Do you have ninety thousand? Compare apples to apples. Don't just say one thing, but compare it. Do you have an entire stadium yelling it? Hey, now, is it fun to make uh, make fun of Guatemala's uh, appearance? Yeah. No. El Jorobado? Well, the goalkeeper. But no one says anything. No one says anything. No one says anything about that. Again, do you see 100,000 people yelling it? What's that? Do you hear a chant? El Jorobado? I guess you've never seen Cuauhtémoc Blanco play on the, on the visiting side. Well, no, but I, but, and I've never really been to Mexico City to watch the Mexico national team play, but somehow no, I'm able to hear I'm the talking, puto chant loud and clear. I've never heard Jorobado chanted super loud. <laughs> Jesus, they they even make they even have no no like, no 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 no. You're gonna tell me the entire they chant it in unison, the entire stadium. No, but people just chant you know randomly. No, no, no. 
They don't. What about the rest? That's my point, dude. Like, no, no. The point, the point, terrible, is, the, dude. The point, you, the point you're, is you're being, you, you're being ignorant and and no, and and just you're only no. looking at it from your own narrow point of view. I don't care about the term. No. Oh, don't, don't. I don't fuck, care about the term. Fuck, fuck, moral high ground, Dan. It's, but, it's but, not but, na- narrow. You know, it's okay. like saying, saying mamon uh, is, is the same thing. It is the as, same as thing. It's the same thing. It's so, deeply ingrained in the society. It, it's going to come to the outs And to outsiders, it looks it looks bad. No, I, I know, but... Like, but how could you not know that countries. or accept that? Like, look, it Dan, looks bad. Then don't watch the fucking game. Yeah. Watch the game. Are, are you going to say, like, in Argentina that they're sexist? Okay, they use let's, let's stop being fucking... And, let's and everyone saying why, this. why do we watch classicals? Why do we watch classicals? Why don't we watch Real Madrid and Barcelona? Why don't we watch America and Chivas? Because we watch it because of the fucking violence and the history behind it. Let's not be fucking prude about it. That's why. It's fucking stupid, dude. It's stupid. Then it's not it. part of the Then culture. don't watch it. Don't watch it. Let's watch it. I don't find it offensive. I'm saying defending it is stupid. I'm not defending it, but I'm just saying getting your panties in a water over it is stupid. Who's getting their panties? I mean, it's not fans. It's outsiders, mostly. And, and there are fans, though. There are some people that are outspoken enough to say that they're personally offended by it. And that's their right to be offended by it. Now, if this... this um, the whole purpose of this, though, and the reason that, that people are objective, uh, like openly objecting to it is it's because it's costing because it, people money. Because it's a flavor of the month. Because social justice warrior, it, there's money to be made in victimhood. That, yeah, it, let's, it let's became, be honest about it. There's, no. there's it money to be made. Yes, it is. yes, it is. That's true. It became a thing in and the world. And, and, and you're watching. Who's things making now, money off it though? Hey, Anyone that writes about it every time. Did that panel of gay guys? Are they getting rich over there? Yeah. Yeah, they currently got paid. They get paid to write articles. Featured in a magazine, come out in a radio. So you're saying, so, so you're just money and all this stuff, huh? You're claiming they're so. So what they're claiming? No, is false. but they are exaggerated. We're bringing up homicides and stuff like that. Uh, you're not gonna see the fans, you know, rounding up or looking for for gay guys to saying, so, beat up okay. or anything like that. I just think that uh, as a society, if you're gonna say, well, we're just like making homophobic chants. It's part of our culture. Without accepting that it's kind of wrong, well, Cruz, it just Cruz, sounds bad. But, but see, that, that's limiting it. To, to me, it's limiting it to just that. It's like Mexicans in a, in a I just a don't think there's a room to. I just don't very... think there's room to accept it. There's no. There's no, not room to say, saying, yeah, you know what? It's not a big deal. Just let it no, go. No, no, but but our whole it's a way of talking. Posture. No, yeah, but it's crude the way we talk about it. Yeah, no, I agree. I and, think and the way we refer crude. to each other. But it's, like, it's one thing to have a conversation amongst amongst a group of guys or or, or a close conversation, and then an openly thing where where children are involved and an entire oh. stadium like celebrates it. Yeah, they literally it celebrate it. It just looks bad. I don't know how you guys. Like, well, want to compare it, like got... there's nothing comparable to this. Well, there's nothing no, but there's comparable worse. To it. There's actually worse. And if you go to England, there is worse. Teams, there are countries. worse. They but do whole see... songs, dude. They they don't they don't chant it once. They they do a whole song. No, I get it, that. It, I'm it's saying true. there are there are bad things out there. I'm just saying though, nothing gets as much attention to it because it's one word. It, there's a build up to it. Because well, it's the media, Dan. I mean, not the Mexican media. Like, think about it. And, and like even like in Spain, it's not the Mexican so media a, though. The Mexican media, the Mexican media hasn't been. They keep bringing it up, been going dude. on for a long time. You know what's worse? Like when they're throwing banana peels. That is worse. To players, That's far yeah, worse. But, but I bet if it got the this level though, of the attention, though, again, 
the difference though again though Joel, is that you don't have you don't have an entire stadium chucking bananas because then, well, the, the, then there would be outrage. There would be out now. We, it's not. Well, the no, larger some, stadium had, had Hitler salute, man. They, yeah, they no, doing, I'm not saying uh, there's Nazi some, salute. but you don't get an entire vast majority of the entire stadium doing something like that. That's no, yeah, you gathered. do, man. And, check check and your polling, dude. Consistently. Hey, but you guys, you guys have to admit though that when when that when that chant is stated, it's not a hate chant towards gays. That is not no. what you're thinking. It isn't. It's para joder. No. It's just, para joder. Yes. Now, the small percentage, like these guys, can take it because they, they of course, do not. And, and I agree with you. It's crude. It's rude. It's vulgar. And they can take it as offensive. Well, you know, and I'm going to make a point to what Dan is, to, uh, I mean, what, what Al is saying, because I like, like one of the stadiums where, where you hear it loud is like at the Aztec Stadium. And it, and it right there in a, not too far, you know, like if you go to like Tepito, they have, um, they actually, the, that community right there, they, they do this thing with like uh, transsexual women where they host like a soccer game. Uh, there's a documentary on Vice and the whole community gets behind them and supports them. And these are the same people that are going to later on go to the match in Yo Puto. It's the exact same people. Yes, I, I think it, the, the whole thing is exaggerated. Even on the headlines, when you see homo, homophobic chant, homophobic chant, hom- homophobic chant is not what what they are saying when they yell this word. They are yelling it to to just mess with the goalkeeper, to insult somebody. They are not saying it to hate uh, gays the way that lifestyle is. So I think I think there's a little bit of exaggeration. But, but well, it's it's exaggerated to you though, Betha. But I think there's a further element that people in general, not in general, but I'm saying some people generally find this the use of it offensive. Is like, dude, like how backwards are you, or or how like old fashioned can you be, or how like? But there's all yeah, you know, I, I agree, I agree. And, like there's like, there's, like, like there's a point in time where it's like, should we like you know while we're not well, it's not the worst thing in the world, clearly. But is this something that we should really be continuing just because, just because I, fuck I, you. And then there's a strong element of, of the chant being continued because of that. Like, there's like, no, you're not going to tell me not to do it. So, so that's kind of a, that's, I don't know. I, I just think it's a, it, yeah, I, it's, I agree. it's a childish there's, posture. There's, there's a professional class of I'm not going to pretend that I wasn't like, I did it. Like I said it, I used to go to games and I've said it, like, I'm not going to pretend that I did it. But I'm I, like, I, all right, you don't want us to do it anymore. That's cool. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I think I never said it's not a big deal. I, I, I've never said, believe it or not, I've never I, said it because yeah. I, I don't, I don't watch games in groups and stuff like that. I tend to always, you know, be, you know, by myself. And especially the last fifteen years when I go to games, I go there as, as media. So, but, but, but what, what, you know, we've been hearing the Puto chant for twenty, twenty-five years. I mean, it's like one of like people wake up. It's like, okay, what's going to offend me today? What's going to offend me today? And that's, I don't think and that's, that's the case at all. But okay. It, uh, Okay, what, 20 years? Really? 20, yeah, 25 it, years? It, it, it happened. No, I don't think, I don't think people wake up thinking, I, what am I going to be offended by? I think it's a, kind of a ridiculous comment, but that's your opinion. Well, it, we're seeing it, it we're seeing it, we're seeing it, we're seeing that, we're seeing that, that victim mentality across many, many. Again, your opinion, sides. and I don't want it to devolve into something else. Oh, yeah. damn. That's a, that's a, that's a generalization. That, that, that is, you know, yeah, that's sort of off topic, but yeah, but, that it, but it did happen during the World Cup. I I was there in two thousand six. I was there in two thousand six. I was there in two thousand ten, hearing it. 
And people yeah. were laughing about it. It was, it was in like the four, 2014. Four, 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 foreign press, foreign press were laughing well, at it. I, 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 I wouldn't doubt that, that the chant would be pretty popular this summer too over there. <laughs> Russia can get away with things too. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm they pretty might, sure it'll be celebrated. Over they might there confuse well. it. They might confuse it. They, they with might for the president. Are you <laughs> saying look out for it in non-Mexico games? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it has been going on in non-Mexico games. Well, maybe like, in, uh, but in South American games. But what if it? What if it goes on in like a Russia versus Iceland what? game? Russia versus. No, <laughs> I mean it was like with like other Latin American teams yeah, uh, during it, the Gold Cup. Itself to non-Spanish-speaking countries, that would be sort of interesting. But anyway, to uh, but to, I think, but by, by and large, though, I mean Latin America is pretty homophobic. Dan, you could in Mexico City, you could get married. You you were able to have a, a same-sex marriage before in the United States. That doesn't mean the society as a whole is not homophobic. Legally, because, because could, legally they were allowed legally, to get married. Fighting here in the United States. No, but I'm Mexico, saying in Mexico. But in Mexico, they were able to first. Okay. So I'm saying that kind of so, so, you're, you're saying so the laws were more progressive sooner. Okay, that doesn't prove that that homophobia actually, doesn't actually, exist. It actually does because people get elected, you know, democratically, and they're democratic leaders. No, I'm voted saying for, voted. Jesus. Uh, well, well, Dave, so homophobia doesn't exist. Uh, uh, did I say that? Is what you're saying? Did no, I no, you, that? I, that's what I'm saying. You're you're, you're bringing up you're, a point, like to say it's not an you're, issue. You're making a well, generalization where I'm saying, hold on, wait a minute. And I said you're making a generalization that you know it's, uh, that Latin America is more homophobic. And I said, well, wait a minute. The laws, the laws, obviously were a little bit more advanced in Latin America, especially in Mexico, as opposed to the United States, because of the same-sex marriage. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and a lot of those countries the same. They've also had women presidents. So yeah, I'm not saying that that there. Are, that I've never made the claim that the U.S. was more or less progressive in one way or another. I'm saying homophobia exists pretty rampantly in South America and in Latin America. Period. The fact that the the, the, the the reason I say this is because the word puto, maricón, like the way they call it, it's it's used very liberally. It's very like it's it's an almost like a it's it's also part of the culture I guess in a sense where that it's regular and it's perfectly normal to use these terms yeah, as I, the but as as a joke. I think all of that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Even the maricon and all those statements yeah. are are to insult someone like a man saying you're less than a but, man. But, but not only person, insult. Well, that same person would not go and see a gay person and say, "Man, I hate you because you're gay." That, Oh yeah, I'll call him that. Yeah, but but I guess the point is that the gay the gay person would say, "I'm offended," or someone else might say, "It's like, why do you have to use that term to insult that, someone?" Exactly. Why is that an insult? I don't do it to insult because, like, I have close friends and family, and I'll be like, "Con the maricon," and and you know they'll reply, and I'll be like, uh, "You know, it, it it it's almost term of endearment." But if it's someone I don't know, I'm not gonna say the same thing. <laughs> or if I know, or if I know someone's gay, I'm not gonna say the same thing. But it's pretty common you know it's, it's like i'm saying even like if you're argentina everyone says concha you're basically calling someone a pussy and you can say it's very sexist and even women say it you know concha tu hermana concha concha tu madre and all this it's it's part of their vocabulary man and it's like am i gonna feel you know am i gonna feel insulted here in the u.s and go tell them to the other country not to use it because you're being sexist and demeaning to women because that's what started happening with with the puto chat after the 2014 World Cup. It, it came from the U.S. But where's it happening though? It's because it's global audience. It came, it came in the, no, but it came they're from not, the U.S. Not, 
Yeah, the but whole you're, not, you're not, you're not getting any of these protests. You're, it was never really an issue in Mexico. That's why I'm saying it came from here. So you have people from here trying to tell another country like what's good or what's not. And that's and, and and that's actually the point that I was trying to make. It's because they're international you know, audiences. That's what I'm saying. If they were saying it, but, I, but, I could. Not that I'm excusing it, but I, I, you could kind of use that argument if if it was just, you know, who's to be offended? It's only like within our own culture. It's it's one team doing it to another team. But when you're doing it from one country to another, well, then other people are going to be viewing that aren't part of that culture, that aren't part of that country, that aren't used to or don't know. That it's used so so liberally that it's just a term they use and that it's well, not necessarily well, being meant to use then, as, you, as as a homophobic slur. If you watch wrestling, the whole stadium would yell "suck it," and you're pretty much saying "suck a dick," you know? Yes, she's homophobic, and 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 that was wrestling, and that's a bunch of little kids. Oh, dude! And, and they were doing I, I, that. We've we've talked about this before. When, when other times it's come up on the, uh, the the subject has come up that the hypocrisy is 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 thick. You know, there's yeah. a ton of hypocrisy that 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 the U.S. that anyone in the U.S. can 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 point their finger at another country and and say you're doing this because we're just as guilty. Yeah, you suck. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that there's not hypocrisy. I'm just saying you can't just say that it's okay. I'm, my, my point is like, look, man, it, it we shouldn't be saying it because it's just it is kind of vulgar. It is wrong. Like, I mean, that's that's how my that's my personal opinion. You know, I'm like, I, I don't think it's something that needs to be continued for no, like, it's no longer clever. I think at one point it, it was kind of clever because one fan base that hated another fan base, like, eternally, thought it'd be funny to do it and, 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 it, and it got momentum. All righty. So to transition, I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll say a last word, like on, on my morality, uh, uh, topics of things. Even when the ref makes a mistake and you see the Mexican fans yell the cule chant, that's sort of offensive. Like any type of vulgar word is something I wouldn't do. And then you have, uh, what's that Colombian dude that played for Monterrey doing the, like, the slant eyes thing. And I haven't heard anything about that since. And that's sort of like, you know, messed up. And then, but anyway. I would agree with you, Beto. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, um, if you're going to reprimand uh, someone for doing one thing, then you should do it. You should do it evenly. And his, because it is his apology was was totally bull because he said in his apology that if that that the people misunderstood what he was doing. <laughs> so you weren't making fun of the fact that he was Asian. Yeah, exactly. Like he was he was saying that pretty. Much. <laughs> what were you doing? I have no idea. And then on the on the radio show, there was like the girl showing like imitating what he was doing. They were making fun of it as well, pretty much. But anyway. Continue. That actually was kind of funny though, but though, just, I'm sorry, just to drag it on just a, a pinch more. Um, it, I remember when the Spanish team did that during the Olympics, I believe. Yeah. Uh, um, I remember that. In Beijing. Oh, geez. And, um, I remember Paul Gasol, you know, he was, he was in LA at the time and he got a lot of, a lot of flack for it. I mean, from certain areas, but, but yeah, a lot of people kind of just weren't cool with it. Well, well here's a question then for, I guess delaying this uh, topic a little bit longer. When uh, when in Spain they started yelling "Indio" to uh, Hugo Sanchez, how, how did how did he handle that? Or, and how did how did the were their reactions? He developed he developed he developed thicker skin, and yeah. he made it a point to succeed. But he just let it he just let it slide pretty much. He turned to a process leader. 
Yeah. But you shut them up. Play on the. Yeah. Are you saying that we need to have a a, a homosexual all star? Hey, you're making. Is that what you're saying that that's what we're lacking? We need a, we need a, we need a superstar oh, soccer player to come out of the closet. But John's really gonna be disappointed in us if he listens. He's gonna reprimand us all. All I'm gonna say is that I think that I know it's a it's a it's a global world, but I think it's wrong to impose one's views on on another because we both know use the word like el negro medina or el negro cantante or, or we use moreno we use el gordo, el flaco, stuff like this so you know maybe a mexican-american that doesn't have that much uh i guess exposure to to mexico or latin america and stuff like that they, they may see that as offensive because oh my god you know they call me negro or whatever so, but you know, you're saying it like you're in Mexico, you're in Latin America, you're saying it with the term endearment, as opposed to you know a hateful out that, that that you know that black guy or whatever, you know. Yeah, you, you know what? Ron, yes and no. Think... Yes and no, Ron. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Calling Oribe Peralta el, el hermoso is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing fucking endearing about that. There's nothing endearing about that. Come on. It's funny. Yeah. When I first heard it, it's like you, you, the irony is thick. You know, like it, it's, it's funny. It, it, it's, it's super not, ironic. But, but let's not pretend that it's nice and that, like, I'm sure he does not like the, the, the moniker. Uh, La Chilindrina hated that moniker. So it's not like, like, it's, it's just, does the, is the culture, the, do we like to razz people? Yes. But it's not widely like like just generally globally accepted. There's a, there's a meanness to it too. I, I like think that's kind of. I think I think when they're talking about it, most of they were talking about because the guy's a bit of a he likes to dress well and he likes to he's a bit of a no. you know, independent no. independent of, of how he looks. No, that, that, that I, was I it was fine. definitely them being ironic. I think that's fine though. I think I think growing up and having tough skin and and getting not severely bullied, but getting picked on is something that happens and something that's, you know, it's fine in life. You get you through. I, I disagree. I mean, not everybody's wired the same. Um, I'll just say that much. I don't, I don't think, think that most of just, I don't, I'm just saying like, I don't think that just be, uh, just because one person's ability to, to withstand shit talking or bullying is greater than someone else's than that, that it makes it okay. Yeah. It doesn't make it, but you have, it's not, I'm not saying it's okay, but you have to admit that, it serves your interest to develop thicker skin and to of course. not show people. Of course, but but I'm not going to force, like you said, I'm not going to force someone to have thicker skin. Mm-hmm. I can't force them to, to, to like not be offended yeah, by something. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Of course. No, I, I what I can do is control my own behavior. You can, so like yeah. I said, like I was guilty of saying the chant. I've, I've uh, seen the light, so to speak. I, I, I realized that, that, that it's wrong. I realized that it, that, that offends people. So I won't do it again. The point, the point that I, that I sort of am making is I don't think that someone should say or even find uh, Univision broadcasters for calling Oribe Hermoso. I think that should continue on. Unless he comes out and says, can you guys please stop it? Then sure, go ahead. But if opposing fans want to call him Hermoso, then, then I'll be it. I was, just, I was just making the point that, that, that okay. while people are saying something, 
Ronnie was trying to say, or maybe Joel was saying that that it was kind of like it's all in good nature. But I'm like, no, that's just me, dude. Like you're calling someone who's 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 literally kind of unattractive, who's who's like who's unattractive, especially his uh, before he got cleaned up and before America's like (laughs) PR people like got their got their dazzling um, cosmetologist hands on him. You know, before that, he he had he had the the funky grill, he had the (laughs) ugly hairstyle. He had the awkward. He, he's 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 awkward already. Like on there, like he doesn't look like an athlete. He doesn't run Damn. like someone who. who that, that, no, no. I mean, like, everything, everything about him is ugly. I, I I'm his biggest fan, dude. I, I mean, he's one of my favorite players of all time. I'm a Santos fan, dude. I he he's he's one of my favorite players of all time. Dude is ugly. That's what like, I'm like. Like let's about. let's not BS. Like that that moniker is just mean spirited. Rival it's team. Just mean. Like there's, I mean, it's funny. But let's not pretend to say, "Hey, man, we're just we're doing this and, because we like you." No, I'm practically saying his face. That that actually came up as 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 like an insult to him because people were so butt hurt when he initially got called up because they didn't like him because yeah. he was ugly, because he was unathletic, because he's awkward on the ball and just looked weird. Didn't <laughs> didn't didn't doesn't have that beautiful striker, you know, Luca Tony type of body that just like. You know that that's just like oh man this guy's a stud yeah no like everything about him so they called him El Hermoso like hundred percent to be ironic you know and it, and it's fun you know like it it is easily one of the funniest things that I've heard you know you um, know it's as far as nicknames it's interesting you mention all that because I I would I would like to hear like his take on that, El Primitivo you know? I'm sure he likes being called that <laughs> I mean, Primi looks like his face was on fire and like the only thing to put it off was a wet brick. That guy's pretty bad. So, he got it bad, man. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Look, man, like, when you when you could laugh at them, dude. Like, I, I agree, man. They're, they're funny. But, man, they're, they're mean, dude. Like, I would never call someone like that to their face. Like, so for someone to just, like, I'm just going to throw that out there, you know, for the world to, to just yeah, I got a question, digest and, and regurgitate. I got a question for you, Dan. Yeah. Would you, uh, if you ever met David Faltison, would you uh, tell him, how do you like that grand gold piece of candy? I was about to ask you, Dan. You have some audio on that? Yeah, can you? We, we need to give our, our, our viewers, our uh, listeners, uh, the backdrop on this, though. Okay. About the fight this one. Doesn't everybody know this already? I know, apparently not. Oh, okay. Okay, no, you're probably right. I was, I was pretty new to it myself, Dan. So, so explain the explain it while I uh, queue up this clip. All right. Well, it, back in I think it was in 03, 04, 04, No, yeah, 03, around there between two thousand two two thousand four, America played a uh, uh, in 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 Rivera Cruz, and that was around the time where uh, Azteca, Jose Ramon and David Faltoson and Andres Marin were really you know really really attacking uh, Guatemala Blanco match um there was ha- they were having the, the press uh, uh like the presser reports and stuff like that but there was a window um there was a window there's a wall and there was a window above and David Paltoson was leaning back translucent window where you could see Cuauhtémoc Blanco uh leaning over and he saw that uh he saw the that Paltoson was leaning up against the wall now thinking it, boom, he hits him, right? 
And obviously, it was a cowardly thing to do. You know, you're not supposed to. As much as I hated, you know, as much as I disliked that ass that guy and stuff like that, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't hit the press. You know, you don't physically, you know, attack them. But over the years and stuff like that, they've Blanco. He's off. You know, he offered his uh, apologies, and and they actually tend to laugh about it. Um, both Faitoson and Guacamo Blanco. But um, what? I guess it's humorous, at least for me, for me, is that even after, you know, these 15 plus years after it's happened, they still tend to remind uh, Faitelson about getting hit. And so every time that, you know, David Faitelson tweets anything, usually the first response is is that they try, they, they make reference to the time, the day that he got hit by Guatemo Blanco, but but what's really, I guess, well, for something funny, but it's kind of pretty genius is that how tie in what he's saying and make reference to the day that he got, you know, assaulted by Cuauhtémoc Blanco. So I, I, I remember a couple, when did I tell you about this? Like a couple months ago, guys? Yeah. Podcast, and I, and I remember I told you guys because I started noticing this. Well, there is a famous comedian, and, and by the way, I'm happy that uh, Netflix is having a lot of the you know Mexican comedians, because you know the whole comic scene is something that really the culture really have you know. Although you know we've had Polo Polo and stuff like that, but as far as like like here in the U.S., the whole stand-up comic has been a lot you know thriving for you know decades. It's something that really hasn't been thriving that you know in, in Mexico. But anyhow, uh, Mexican comic uh, uh, Franco Escamilla. I think he took notice of, of the tweets that Faitelson was receiving and he put it up in one of his stand-up routines, which uh, I didn't even know until uh brought it to my attention. So, uh, Chief, he said, you can do us the honors. Oh, the uh, Escamilla? Yeah, the Escamilla. Y cada que David Faitelson tuitea algo, cada que postea un tweet diciendo, por ejemplo, la pelea de Canelo contra Triple G, qué buena pelea tuvimos el día de hoy. Y la banda empieza a comentar. Bueno, el putazo que te metió Guauhtémoc Blanco. ¡Guau! Se los juro que yo sigo a David Faitelson nada más para ver qué le ponen. Te lo juro que ya es para mí una tradición muy linda levantarme, despertarme y buscar en su Twitter y... ¡Ah! Se mamaron. Porque a veces son cosas que ni al caso, mis hermanos. Ni al caso. El vato puede poner... Qué linda mañana hoy para ver Fórmula 1 en la raza. Linda la madriza que te puso. Por... <risa> Pone Faiteson. México tiene que levantarse como país. Te levantaron los cachetes del chingadazo. Lo que sea que él ponga, mis hermanos. Creo yo que esta tradición tiene una caducidad. Todo esto se puede acabar algún Eso día. Muy fácil. David Faitelson solamente tiene que tuitear. ¡Ah, qué buen putazo me puso Cuauhtémoc! Y sus haters van a decir como que chingas a tu madre, ¿no? Solo tiene que... Cualquier cosa que tuitee. México ganó 2-0 y qué buen putazo me puso Cuauhtémoc. Y ya la raza no tiene nada que ponerle. Es más, que haga un video, güey, que lo circule por Facebook y WhatsApp, ¿no? Narrándolo a su manera, ¿no? 
Pero Macarena estaba llegando. Y el puño de Cuauhtémoc levantaba mis mejillas hacia el horizonte. Eso fue bastante bueno, Eso es brillante. Es una imitación, eso fue bastante hilarious. No creo que Fartisan haya even blocked. No, because no, he's he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. <laughs> he knows that this is it's all uh, it's it's all promotion helpful. for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. He's joked I mean, about he, it. But he's, he's joked about it. You know, on a couple of shows in uh, you know, on football, whatever the shows are that he that he does during the day. Well, it wasn't even a good shot. So I mean, I'd be able to laugh about it too. It's not like it hurt him. <laughs> It was it, it was kind of a weak shot, like at least from what I've seen. It, it was a weak it like, was it was a weak shot. You know that also makes it funny. But uh, when the whole you know the unfortunate you know thing that happened in Mexico, you know with the earthquake and the the the, the U.S. Spanish uh, networks all got together for you know when they were trying to raise funds for <clears throat> you know uh, for the victims, yeah, for the victims and stuff. There was a bit when. When Faltos, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's that, that wasn't the one. There was a at Fútbol Picante. They had Fernando uh, Peláez, José Ramón, David Faltos, and they invited Cuauhtémoc Blanco. And uh, David Faltos uh, said that he went to Blue America's president, who at the time was Javier Pérez Toifer, told him what would happen, and Pérez Toifer answered, "Ya te tocaba gordito." <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, that is cold, dude. You know, because Faitelson was expecting, oh, you know, Mr. Faitelson, you know, will uh, and stuff like that. But no, but it's like, it's, you know, nah, ya te tocaba gordito. And, like, I was like, that was cold, man. Because I mean, back then, dude, I mean, TV Azteca, especially, you know, especially Faitelson and, and Jose Ramon, man, they used to really go after Pablo in, in America. It, but you know, talking about it, you know, 15 years after the fact, you know. Yeah, so we'll see if Faitasan takes up takes up uh, his advice and and ends it. Yeah, yeah, but I've noticed, like, you know, I've noticed a lot of the tweet, you know, the, the responses saying, uh, "I'm here because of of uh, Franco Escamilla." So you know, apparently, you know, people have been. Have watched his stand up and somehow got, you know, started uh, researching uh, the fights of, you know, the tweets because I know that he's got more, tweet, you know, more followers because of it. Yeah, I, I added him trying to get one in, but those guys are on it, man. Oh, the one, the one today, it's like they're the, the, just waiting for him to tweet. The one today was brilliant. Not only that, though, I mean, if you're going to be one of the new guys that are, that, that are doing it, Yeah, you have to be real quick. You probably have to set alerts, like, uh, and be checking them. But also, you have to come up with something really good, man. Because otherwise, yeah, you know. you've got dudes posting pictures now, like, yeah, they, they've, they've, gone, they've gone really good. I mean, they've gone really good. And, and it's like, for example, the one today where Falcon tweets about the TAS, you know, the the tribunal arbitration sport, you know, the thing about. You know how Mexico's. You know how people. They, they use tas like onomatopoeia. Yeah, like tas fue el sonido. Que, it's like it's like tas fue el sonido que 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 sonó cuando te dio el putazo el divo de tepito. You know, and it's like yeah, oh, no, that, 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 it, tas definitely begs for to be used like that. Uh, but I, like I said, I think you're right. Dan. 
I, I think I think you know Ferguson is smart, and I think he's using this to his to his advantage because isn't there like you know when you get X amount of followers, I mean, don't you get monetized or don't you get paid for that? Like on Twitter? Yeah, I, yeah, oh, I don't do. know. No, you do, man. If you once you're at a certain amount and you're creating X amount of traffic, you can start getting paid. So, so what's Beto doing? What's Beto doing with all the money? That's right, Kiki's. I don't know what. Are you holding out on this, man? He always has new microphones, new. It's always taking trips. Are, are, you, are you funding? So he's uh, traveling. Are you, you going to fund your Russia trip? Yeah. My GoFundMe, my Patreon, and all that. Patreon. Our Patreon is is bring us some chelas, and we'll talk about your shitty team until we run out of beer. Alrighty. Oh, I, on. Good Thanks. luck to them, though. I wasn't, trying, I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to hate. Them, <laughs> We're not either. I'm like. I'm like. Honestly, I wasn't trying to. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Before going on, well, I guess we'll, we'll go on. The uh, Concacaf League of Chan- League of Nations. Oh yeah, that's a good one. So that's going to happen uh, next next year. September, I believe, right now. September 2018, <clears throat> the match days replace friendlies potentially, which which I think is good, except for the friendlies with South American countries. I'd rather see that than uh, uh, this would include Concacaf, of course, uh, Central American teams, Caribbean teams, and then of course the North American. So, what are you guys' thoughts on on this? I I'm not too impressed. Not not real excited. Well, I I don't think there was much of a choice, simply because because uh, Europe was the first to to do a League of Nature, Nations, and uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, Conmebol might do the same, and and so uh, at this point, you were just gonna be limited as to what teams you could play, uh, and, and especially. When they're doing it on the official match dates, I mean Mexico being Mexico, they they, they do Molero, so they they still play against other teams. Uh, so I mean that's just the way of you know the way football is changing, even with the World Cup going to 40, 48 teams. So I mean who knows, man? Uh, I'll, I'll let it run its course before judging more on it. But I, I think part of it. Is because we're, I think World Cup qualifying is not going to be as competitive, uh, you know, with with more tickets available now. So so World Cup qualifying just got watered down. So I, I think a League of Nations is it's another way of keeping some of the games more competitive. I'm just I'm wondering how how the FMX is going to recoup their money because I mean they for many years now they're they're used to making you know over a hundred thousand a hundred I'm sorry over a hundred million within a four year World Cup cycle uh, you know because they play these quote unquote more little you know games and, and the contracts that they have with some soccer United marketing. So I mean I, I 
I haven't heard or I haven't read anything from the FMX, you know, uh, officials that, you know, like before, you know, I remember, you know, reading club owners and stuff like that when they were against, you know, like the format of the Champions League, you know, CONCACAF League, you know, Cup or stuff like that. But, you know, I haven't, I haven't heard or read anything from the FMX owners or regarding this, if it's going to be beneficial uh, to them or not. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if how they're going to make their money. Because, I mean, the money that they were making off the Moletos, that's what was, you know, uh, financing the youth and obviously the now the women's. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to play out in the, in the years to come. Yeah, so the an article says that it will feature 41 member associations uh, the dates and schedule format and stuff uh, will be announced next year. It will serve as a qualifying competition for the CONCACAF Gold Cup and will feed into a ranking system that will be used for seeding in the World Cup qualifying. Uh, yeah, the, the competition is expected to benefit smaller countries in the Caribbean and Central America who rarely play matches outside of the official competition. Now, so are we going to see Mexican like Z teams playing this thing? <laughs> well, I guess there is some implication for qualifying, but... I'm trying to... I mean, is this going to be home and away? I mean, if it's a league format, it should be home and away, correct? Yeah, I, I believe it is, Ron. I'm looking at a, uh, on the CONCACAF website, they had a CONCACAF League of Nations frequently asked questions, so they have a, a PDF. Uh, I guess it's like, this has been, this is going on in UEFA and, uh, and other confederations. Six, uh. So what's the difference between that and, um, and say the Gold Cup? Is it like a full on league where everybody plays everybody? Well, this is going to serve as a, as almost like a qualifier. For the Gold Cup, yeah, it would be a league. There was even like, let me see, where it talks about it's going to be three leagues. It's going to be three leagues, based on rankings with promotion and relegation. Well, I already saw like what would be the one league with Mexico, and it's basically the hex and the teams that failed to qualify to it. It's a lot of the same teams, uh, you know. So add Jamaica. El Salvador. Let me look for it. Let me look for it for you, Dano. I'm, I'm assuming that that's, those, those would be the. Oh, you're, yeah, you're you're pretty. You're pretty hey, Haiti. It's Curacao, I believe. Curacao. Oh yeah, me and John yeah. are fans. Um, like for example, they were saying here on the on the frequently asked questions, like it, says, it gives an example. Like I, I will Saint say, Martin, though, they were the nicest of, of, of the journals that I met. Oh. Uh, while we were waiting uh, to get our, our accreditation, they they were the coolest. I, I thought like uh, they they were kind of happy to to talk. I guess. Anyways, go on. It will be divided into three divisions based on sporting level, with promotion and relegation between the divisions. Another thing that it says here is like, is this the end of friendlies between CONCACAF teams and those from other confederations? It says here, while the opportunities for friendlies within the FIFA international match calendar will be limited, there will be 
there will still be space for these type of encounters. In broader terms, the League of Nations aligns CONCACAF with the general movement in the world of international football away from low-stakes friendly matches. So, I mean, uh, is this the death of some? I mean, is this... I mean, oh, man, that's a <laughs> It might be, man. It might be unless they they figured a way to, to organize it. Um, th This is... The so this is the teams that, uh, based on rankings, this will be the 14 teams. So Mexico, Costa Rica, USA, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Honduras, Trinidad and Tobago, Curaçao, Canada, El Salvador, St. Kitts and Nevis, Nicaragua, and Suriname. Pretty much a hex, and, and some of the teams that felt to, felt to make it. But uh, one positive is, the more you play each other, I think it will build up more rivalry in the region, which is sorely needed. More rivalries between. I was gonna say, um, uh, yeah. Ronnie, that uh, soon they, um, I believe, aren't they, aren't they working on a um, eliminated uh, uh, tournament, like a tournament of the eliminated? I, I read about that. I don't know how true that is, though. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I, honestly, like I, I, I don't think, you know. Sounds awful. Italy, they're not going to, they're not going to lend themselves to that, you know? Yeah. To the yes, dignity of it all? Yes. I, especially I, I, when, when all those teams usually get offers to play anyways, because like, say that you might draw Mexico, you're going to want to play teams from this area. So uh, even, even a lot of times teams that, that didn't qualify, you'll still play them just to see. I don't know if you guys noticed that. No, it, 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 yes. National team. Let's play. Let's play Honduras. They they they're in Concacaf, so they 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 they'll resemble Mexico. Yeah. You see a lot of that. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see Chile. I don't see Italy. I don't see <clears throat> Netherlands lending themselves to to some shit show. You know, <laughs> turn pity, to some pity party. I, I don't. I mean, that's. I don't know if you guys remember, but there used to be uh, Ligia for uh, uh, for uh, in Mexico for the teams, you know, that were going into relegation, and it was kind of like the, the the playoffs for the losers, you know. <laughs> and this is this is actually before you know I was into the league. This is something that happened, if I'm not mistaken, in the seventies and early eighties. So I still wasn't a fan then. But from what I've been told. Those games used to be pretty, pretty exciting uh, affairs. And it's, it's funny because it's like, you know, when I first heard or read about, you know, the, the Consolation World Cup, you know, between Chile and all those, it's like, nah, these, these teams are not going to lend themselves to it. But then I was, well, it wouldn't be the worst thing. I mean, if, if, if it's like, I was thinking about the League MX, you know, uh, relegation playoffs and it's like well maybe they could be pretty interesting matches you know where where they're trying to fight for their lives but i mean they don't have anything to, to, to they don't have any skin in the game you know there's nothing to fight for but, uh, i don't know i hope it doesn't happen I, I think those i think you're better off just you know those those national teams they, they gotta go back to the drawing board i'm just saying i'm thinking how it is how how are they going to be making a lot of money off this? 
I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, are they really going to be able to sell out a bunch of stadiums? I mean, I'm sure in Mexico, if they, as long as they hold it away outside of uh, El DF, I think they could fill it up. Cause... Well, 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 I mean, uh, to answer your question, Dan, part of it is because you're, it's in a FIFA day, so you're bringing in your top players. So, and, and you know, like, at least for Mexico, fans don't care who they play. They'll go, they'll go see them. And and if on FIFA Day, so you're going to be getting the the top the top players. You're going to be able to see the top players. And for the small teams, I guess, because they're they're facing some decent competition for one. So I mean, I, I think that's how they'll they'll make the. Because I just think uh, Mexico benefited. <clears throat> Friendlies here. I know a lot of people. It is helping fund a. Uh... System. Well, yeah, I, I bet Mexico will probably still have their games in the For U.S. The yeah, I could see Mexico having their games here. Well, well some keep it, some keep in mind they're the marketing arm of Major League Soccer, but I, I I don't see or I don't know how they're going to be relevant now with this League of Nations, the League of Concacaf, you know, tournament. What is it called again? The League of Nations. League of Nations, yeah, League of Nations. I don't, I don't, I don't see they're relevant. Alrighty. So continuing on, the uh, something that was interesting to me last night was uh, Rayados versus America. It was pretty for the for the, the Copa for went the, to penalty. to go to the final for Copa MX. Uh, they went to penalties, and the the field was in Monterrey was pretty bad. But of course, they they're playing on the same field. But you know, Monterrey is having the same issues. But uh, Cecilio Dominguez goes for a penalty kick, and he's his plant foot pretty much lifts the ball, bounces the ball up in the air, and he just, like <laughs> launches, it launches it into orbit. <laughs> I, it did. You know, it's, it's no excuse because it's it's no excuse. I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, the the Eagles were able to capitalize. America was not, but why don't they? Why don't they switch to like just to make sure that doesn't happen? Like, wouldn't you just like maybe put on like a on one on one foot like your planting foot, just super long spikes? Oh, but the, I, I don't, the grass was I, I don't even, so messed yeah. up. Like, yeah, it was. It was really the bad. only way to the only way to solve it from from a kicker standpoint is to not plant so hard and sort of run to run into the ball. And but but a lot most players plant so hard on their left foot or right foot that in this case it lifted up the grass and bounced the ball up in the air and it pretty much kicked he pretty much kicked it with his shin and just launched it and then he fell on the ground and complained and it was weird because the ref after not after uh, Cecilio's uh, kick but the next guy he he actually pointed and said okay we're moving to the other side of the field and then like people complained and then they ended up just staying on that. That end of the field and finishing it off, and Linus missed a, a kick, and they and they ended up losing. So, well, I do think keeping it there was probably the most fair thing to do. Yeah, I agree. And it was interesting. Miguel Herrera didn't complain too much. He, uh, I guess, he knew America didn't really play well. And well, well, keep in mind, America, and and I, he got criticized for this, but Herrera really wanted this tournament to begin with. You know, because he, he did make a he did make a good point. 
that before you know Copa Copa Americas at least had you know there was you had you were playing for something you were playing for the Copa Libertadores now you're not really playing for anything um, so I don't know what do you guys think about that I think that this is gonna this would be a great win for um, Monterrey and for Mohamed. Because then if he goes into league and wins that, that's way more impressive than Matias Almeida winning two Copa MX and then a league. Because it wasn't in the same year with the league, I don't believe. So uh, it, it, the the whole flavor of the week comes back into question. Like Almeida was, you know, he, Almeida needs to go to the national team and all this talk. And now Mohamed is going to, if he wins Copa MX and then league, he's for sure... Yeah. But yeah, and, and Mohamed already has two league titles, so this will be his third with his third team. Yeah, I, I see. Like Almeida was getting a lot of praise, mainly from my Chivarmanos. But you know, if you were to compare him to to Turco and even to Piojo, he's he's not at their level. Uh, they've been far more consistent. Uh, you know, despite winning the Copa MX. In league play, Almeida hasn't been that, you know, his, his numbers haven't been that good. He's, this is the second time he fails to qualify to league. So, you know, just, 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 just cause I think there might be a race for the. Do you, you guys know? think winning, uh, winning the league is, should be a requisite, prerequisite to coach the national team? I, I think if you're a Mexico coach, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're based in Mexico, then yeah, yeah. And, and it's pretty much been the case, you know, uh, for the longest time. Cause, like, cause the, I'm the just thinking, like, in, so, somebody like, um, what is, uh, Rafael Puente Jr. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think when, when, when you're, when you're able to do something like that, that, that to me is pretty impressive. Yeah, but then you jump to a big team, you don't just go directly to the selección, you know. Um, yeah, because he, I understand what you're saying, Dan. But keep in mind, with the national team, you're you're you have a lot more egos, and you're having to manage a lot more egos. And and don't get me wrong, I've said it since day one. I think what you know what Rafa Puente did, especially you know taking the team and you know going up going up uh, a division. I, I think that's amazing, especially in Mexico. Uh, and I hope the fact that they've I, competed I uh, relatively well um, and, and with the limited the resources that they have. Yeah, it, it is amazing. It, it really is amazing. But again, I, I, I think with the national team, you know, I think you're, I think you have to have a, a manager that also knows how to manage a lot of egos. Yeah. No, no I, I get that personalities because you're not really teaching them how to play at that point. No, when you're going to America, you're not you're not teaching them. You're not really teaching them at that point. You're managing them to a large extent. So. Yeah, and, and 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 you know, Dan, to go to that point that uh, Prophet Cambiarayas was making earlier, how uh, De Bruyne, or however you say his name, you know, they didn't really like the coaching on his team, and he's kind of because because you know he's working with Pep. So he's, you know, he's bringing the high niveles, and and you're gonna get that too, you know, with with the selection, when when uh, you're gonna have players like kind of react that way, especially when you have 
the bulk of the national team in Europe now. And so then there might be some of that too. I just I just remember thinking like um like Piojo. I always remember him as being a bit of a bombero. Oh. <laughs> Like I, like he like before he went to America, like he never won anything, right? He was basically. Uh, I just remember he was him at Atlanta and uh, was it Monterrey? He was with Tecos, Atlanta as a coach, as a coach, and he also. Man, I think he, he was, he was, and if I'm not he also went to two finals, lost two finals. In fact, one of them was a, yeah. was against a really like Chiqui Dracula was horrible, absolutely horrible. I think he had ejected like three players from Monterrey. I think they lost to. I think Pachuca. But run. Let, yeah. let me let me give you the rundown. Yeah. So from 2002 to 2004, he was at Atlante, uh, and then from 2004 to 2007, Monterrey. He had a brief stint at Veracruz, and then he went to Tecos for two years, and then he returned to Atlante for one year. Then, then America, then the, the national team. Tijuana, and now he's back at America. Wow. So, so, man, he's been at it since 2002. You know, and, uh, yeah, he only has one, uh, one league title, though. Yeah, so Mohamed, I think if he, uh, I think he's gonna win one of the two, if not both. I'd, I'd like to see him win both. I'm predicting a flop on both. Oh snap! Well, who, who, who play? <laughs> maybe the Copa, maybe the Copa, but I, I don't think they'll they'll take the lead. The other two teams on the Copa are what is it, Pachuca and uh, Oh no, it's Pachuca Atlante. So it could be a Pachuca. I would think it'd be a Pachuca Monterrey final. Yeah, they're they're favorites. Whoever it is, those two, Monterrey is definitely favorites. And Pachuca is not in the playoffs, right? Or yeah. They, um, yeah. I think they failed. I think so. I think that does um help them in a sense. Because uh, it's really all they have to play for. Yeah, they're in twelve. Uh, b- b- before they they take off. So, yeah, that's why I kind of give them a chance. And then, um, you know, Monterrey's hasn't really proven that they could put it all together. They've had some pretty great seasons in the past where they completely flopped in the in the Liga. So, um, having to compete in both, um, and I know that the pressure's got to be there to 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 win something, especially after having the season they've had. It wouldn't surprise me if, if if they choked on both. Yeah, Pachuca's eliminated. They're they have eighteen points. They're in twelfth place. So even if they win their last match, it won't be enough to catch up to eighth yeah, place. I think the last team, uh, last, the, the last team yeah, is Cholos, who's got a like a ridiculously slim chance. Cholos. So you probably could even remove them from the equation too. They're they're, oh, they're Cholos. They're, yeah. No, Tijuana's twenty-one points. I know, but uh, they need like a serious miracle, something like a nine goal differential, like they oh, okay. win by nine, and and they need everybody else to lose that's ahead of them. So it's like 
for all intents yeah, and purposes, they're out. Yeah, they got minus four, minus four goals. Yeah, because of that. Cruz Azul still, still, might, still has a chance. Hopefully they get in. I want to see them get in. Well, yeah, but then they also have they have a minus one goal. So if Atlas I think wins, all they have to do is win. No, no, Atlas Chilito, is above them. Speaking of Cruz Azul, is Chelito Delgado going back to the team? I thought I, 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 thought I saw something about playing. it. Yes, that's what I thought. I thought I saw a tweet or something about it. I think he was selling empanadas or something. Eh? You know what, man? He, he, he was one of my favorites, man. He was awesome. He was awesome during the regular season. And then once Liguilla came around, he just, you know, disappeared. Yeah, but they'd go to get back into the game. Oh, man. So he had been suspended for one year for doping. Chilito? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know. He was playing in uh, Argentina, Rosario Central, where he originally came from. Uh, but, you know, in August of this year, he said he would like to retire in Cruz Azul. Give me that fat check. <laughs> he pretty much wants to retire here, you know. Uh, yeah, he wants to come back. Who knows if they'll let him? Legend. Cartucho quemado, man. Yeah, we don't we don't need that stuff. Cruz Azul, man. That's, they've had their delanteros have all been cartuchos quemados, dude. Cartelucho quemado is, is the last guy. Yeah. One thing that's annoyed me is uh, apparently in Monterrey... They're not going to allow fans to wear their jersey because the Monterrey fans are so silvestres. <laughs> <laughs> but they, apparently they end up brawling and fighting and causing all kinds of violence. So I think alcohol will have more to do than the jersey, but that's just me. Oh, so you're, you're with me on the morality of alcohol, and it's a... Uh... Oh, man. Wait, just... just... Well, the, there's that. When, when it comes to serving alcohol. And okay. I do think that security should be uh, kicking out that uh, belligerence. They shouldn't be allowed to stay in the stadium. It freaks everybody out. I know it freaks me out, man. I hate it. Like, I don't want, personally, I don't like really being around drunks. So it's like, for me, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, no one wants to be around someone who's, like, completely wasted like that. Uh, so I think uh, if someone's already like that at the stadium, just kick them out. It's like, sorry, we got to – and they could easily implement some kind of ordinance like that, but they, they want to make the money off beer sales, so they'll, they'll, they'll continue to sell. Don't, but but uh, it's irresponsible. Don't, don't they uh, lower the – don't they lower the uh, alcohol content at beer sold at, uh, like, assembly places? Maybe at events you're catering, where you water down the beer. <laughs> the, the alcohol. Well, that's for profit margins. That's neither here nor there. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, no. I, I wish, Dan. I wish, man. But uh, you, you need Boku uh, cash to 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 get the beer license. No, no, I know. Right? Yeah, especially did up here. Did you say Buntu cash? Boku, Boku, Boku. Oh, what is that? Too it's, big. It's too too cool. Too cool. Too big. Oh, too, right, too much. All right, all right, all right. 
Dan, Re- Dan, uh, Dan recognizes that. Two substitutes, <laughs> Dave. That was, that was from, uh, from, uh, Full Metal, Full Metal Jack. Does it ring a bell, Hoyt? I've seen that, but it's been a while, man. It's the, the, the scene in Vietnam. Yeah, when they're, well, yeah, the scene in Vietnam the when prostitute. they were trying, yeah, and they were trying to get the batting, uh, lineup. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway moving on. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Beth is going to be offended by this. Oh, snap. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it's inappropriate. Cheeky, it's inappropriate. We just, we just say earmuffs and Cheeky's nose. It's crazy. I only watch Rated G movies. Cock. Balls. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dude. That's another one of my favorite movies. Well, I guess it's uh, it's getting that t- to be that time. So, uh, Do you guys have any other... Uh... Last call, chickies. Yeah, last oh. last hot take. I'll no. go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last thing, um, just says uh, since I'm uh, alone and, and I don't have uh, John support, um, I'll, I'll, I'll happily be the the sunshine pumper. Yeah, but I'm gonna figure that one out to say it quicker. But uh, but yeah, uh. Reason, reason to be happy. Reason to be hopeful with the national team. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna stick to my guns, man. Down with the uh, Rayados. Yeah. I hope they fail. I'm not gonna lie. I'm hoping there, there's there's a hope factor in there too. It's not just what I think. It's, it's I'm hoping. Yeah, I would I would say this. I would say the same as a partial Tigres fan. Out of the two, I I prefer Tigres, but uh, that'd be an ultimate reason. troll too. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't have no problem trolling as well if if Tigres does win. But uh, I I somewhat have a. And I think it's my despise for all the fanboyism behind Almeida. I actually want to see oh. him <laughs> um, do well. Uh, but so yeah, that's sort of a weird reason to want Monterrey to win Copa and Liga. But there you go. As far as oh, okay, so because you want uh, Mohamed to. Outdo uh, Almeida. Yeah, I want Almeida okay. to, to sort of be, and and maybe it's well, yeah. I just you know, it's it's, it's it's funny you mentioned that. You know, the the the, the America fans have the whole Odian and Massa uh, thing going for them, but I gotta say, at least in my personal experience, Chivistas tend to get under my skin a whole lot more. <laughs> oh, I, I had no not, idea not, that. Not you, Hoy. <laughs> not you. Oh, you—you you, if anything, you, you keep it a little too real. Maybe actually, like you go past it <laughs> to the other side of like not real. But uh, <laughs> no, I see what you mean. There is a Chivas hype machine, and and we do tend to exaggerate. And it's, and it's just it's it's just it's funny though. Like, and I don't and I don't see this happening with anybody else though. And maybe because it's all a Mexican team, but every time you discuss the national team, whatever hole. The team has. Oh, yeah. It's always like suggested to be filled with Chivi- with Chivas uh, players, and that just like I'm like that can't be the only solution. Is, is like it? Are Regal's ears tingling? They should be, because <laughs> I was definitely thinking about him. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, I, I'm gonna be you know last take for me. Obviously, it's Cruz Azul. I think. Uh, Kind of feel for their 
for their fan base, man. They've been put through the ringer. It's almost like that meme where it's like, stop hitting him, it's already dead, or he's not even moving anymore. So it's almost to that point with, with Cruz Azul now, man. It's like, well, you know. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they, they should qualify because uh, playing at home against Veracruz, who has lost, I think their last six away games have all been defeats. It's kind of funny because this could be like their, you know, the one where where they break that, you know, they break the streak. But but yeah, if 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 they're if they don't make Liguilla, it'll be like a really big fracaso, and 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 who knows what might happen. What the big news going out today, and at least this week, is that. Cruz Azul already signed Caixinha. Um, Paco Gemes contract ends at the end of the season, so it looks like they're not renewing him. He just had a bit too many problems. He would, he would, I don't know if you guys remember when he, he challenged the, uh, I don't know if it was another coach or a periodista to meet up in some, in some corner to, so they could fight. And, and he, he always had like outbursts. And one of his last ones was when he said Cruz Azul was not a big team. So, I mean, I, I think uh, the Gemes experiment is over. Uh, so, Kexin already coming in. But it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with, with Cruz Azul this week. With my Chivas eliminated, that's where my, you Did know. Did Paco already get booted? No, but they're not, they're not renewing him. Is it, did they already say that? They haven't said it officially, but the Caixinha rumors, man, they they've been a couple of weeks, and and today I think uh, I think some newspaper from Scotland was saying that it was a done deal that he's 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 already signed with Cruz Azul. Yeah, I'd so, like Cruz Azul do well and get in and at least compete a little bit. Yeah, at least make league. <laughs> oh man, I think that would be a victory for their fans, which just shows how much they fall in. You know, they went from losing finals to not even qualifying to Liguilla. So yeah, that that team's been. Jimenez just couldn't take the heat, man. He couldn't take the couldn't take the pressure and the the bullying. He got bullied. Yeah. And they messed up with some other signings. I think it was the losing. Was... I mean, <laughs> he, like he he probably thought that that since he was able to, to maybe bat above his weight in, in La Liga, he thought that he'd be able to. Oh yeah. Come down here and 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 maybe not cruise, but but thought it's like oh, and I'm gonna go to one of the big teams who's been struggling. I'm sure I could turn that around easy. And you know you know and and I'm sure like you know he he had that confidence, but. I think people under outsiders would, I think, will, are are probably surprised by just how competitive the entire league is, where where it makes winning really hard because the differences are are minuscule. Yeah, there, there's been really great coaches that that have come to Liga MX, and you know they they've always said that the level of competition is is pretty good. So I I think it's it's you know funny how we. Most Mexicans just don't value the league as much. 
Well, there you go. Oliverto, do you have any uh, last thoughts? Ronaldo, Ronaldinho. Uh, regarding Liga Mexis? Anything before we finalize the show. Yeah, it's actually, in fact, I was talking to, to Joel about this before the show. Uh, you know, one of the things that I've been reading a lot you know, in social media on Facebook and Twitter, is, uh, and obviously uh, uh, with the U.S. out of the World Cup, you know, obviously people are trying to, you know, make sense of why they're not in the, why they didn't qualify and stuff like that. And and for me personally, I think that uh, it seems like there's, especially, you know, from what I've read and there's been a lot of tweets and Facebook posts that I've read that they're blaming the, uh, the pay to play system, you know, the whole uh, club club uh, format that the U.S. has, and, and granted, I'll be the first one to admit that uh, at least for to develop players, uh, but it, it, it seems like one of the things that that I've read, which I don't see the basis for, is that they've either tried to politicize U.S. soccer and, and how they develop players, uh, because then, like one, like one of the tweets that I read, they were talking about now that you know the U.S. soccer uh, are, are administered, you know, by by you know rich white, you know, you know men from from the suburbs and stuff like that. And, and I think that's unfair because you know the U.S. in general, like the U.S., what they've done is they're they play they're, you know more people play organized soccer in this country than any other country in the world. And then part of it is because of, you know, the, the system that they've had before. And, and, and let's be honest, I mean, the U.S. In, in the span of 20 years became a top 20 team. And that's not easy to do. And I think that some of them will rather just burn Rome and, and start new than to see what works and what doesn't work. Because, and I know, and I've told all this many, many times, it's like, I wish that the, I wish that Mexico had the secondary and the, and the high school uh, sporting culture that the U.S. has because Mexico doesn't have that, you know, um, in terms of, you know, high, junior high and high school and, and how they, because like, you know, for example, like how the NFL and, and, and NBA and MLB, how they are able to, to, to get talent. And I understand that developing a major league baseball player, developing an NBA player or an NFL player is a lot different than developing, uh, you know, a, uh, soccer player, uh, Hugo Sanchez, you know, once said that one of the reasons why he thinks that he was able to su succeed so early on is because before he ever played one professional match with Pumas, he already had over, I, I want to say over 50 international games under his belt. And I think that, you know, the club, the club uh, format has allowed or did allow a lot of players international because traveling is expensive so what what, what, what is your take on that battle uh, I sort of I sort of agree I've, I've seen a lot of tweets I think the same ones you have and it's sort of been annoying me um, because I see it I see the deficiencies in a different and I've expressed them on the on the show in a different from a different point of view 
And I've actually replied to a few people, which normally I don't, and maybe uh, people won't like me anymore because of that. Uh, but uh, I think the emphasis that I'm seeing is that the poor, the poor kids who are being um, slip, slipping through the cracks or not getting a chance to play in these high-priced clubs and traveling teams um, need the opportunity. And, and you know what, Beto, it's interesting you bring it up because I had told Ron with, with the whole sleeping through the cracks and a lot of times it's, it's just poor organization on, on our part. Like if, if you live like in the inner city, uh, we just, we just lack that, uh, that sense to organize, to find the right venues to, to be connected. You, you, you know what I mean? Because I know people that will, start leagues like Sunday leagues and they go out and they rent the fields and, and they get, they get the teams and they get the people to pay for refs and, uh, you know, but, but they do that sort of as a part-time job type of thing where they're making money just to organize, to organize the event. And, but, but we don't really have where we think further ahead where we say, okay, how can we, Organize with USSF or or get what do we need to do to get our teams to qualify and and go go play in these other tournaments that are more likely to get scouted. So so I think that's that's one of the reasons too is is it's like in, in these areas where we don't we just don't see it that way and and we'll get stuck playing Sunday leagues or or you know. Ligas Llaneras or just Cascaritas. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and, I, and even, I, yeah, and I, I would tell the kids. I, I, I'm sorry, Ron, I'm just going to finish right quick. And, and I'll tell the kids that I knew, like when I were, I will Cascariar and I'll tell them, how come you're not playing in the high school team? You know? And it's like, because if, if you want to get noticed or you want to get like a scholarship, you're not going to get it playing in the Sunday league. That is, you know, that, that some random dude out of his garage um, organized. But if, but if you're in the school system and your team makes it, you know, makes it far, you're more likely to get noted and, and scouted. And, and a lot of kids wouldn't even, they wouldn't even prioritize the whole playing in school. And sometimes they wouldn't even see it as not worth it. I think the traveling team a little bit more visibility. And that's where the issue, like school, you can go and, and you, you know, the poor or the people without resources can go and, and, and do well in school, high school. Yeah, but, 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 you know, but, but let me just right there real quick. Even if you're the parents and even if you're poor, you, you could look for schools that have good programs and try to get your kid, you know, because they do bus kids out to other districts. So, I mean, a lot of times it just, it just comes down to doing your homework. You know, but, but here's, here's the thing. Like for example, I'm 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 in I'm in graduate school now, right? And I know some of the the the, the, the soccer players that are at the collegiate level, you know, on the team. And, and and it's not. I think what is it? I think I go to Division two school. Well, anyhow, you know, some of these guys, you know, I've talked to them about their experiences and stuff like that. And they're, you know, some of them did come from the inner cities. Some, of, you know, most of them were from the suburbs, but some of them were from the inner cities, and and they went to and they played in their high schools and stuff. But 
you know, for, for me, I, I think what, you know, what bothers me and kind of like, you know, what Beto said is that, you know, it, it bothers me that just because, okay, granted, it's a huge, it's a massive failure with, you know, the, you know, U.S. not qualifying to the World Cup, but for me to have just, you know, you know, I guess nitpick certain things that really have nothing to do as to why the U.S. failed in regarding as to like, you know, pay to play club thing. It's, it's like, you need you, you need money to travel and stuff like that and and obviously you know you know like for example the Dallas Cup and I mean a lot of these kids you know they were they were playing in Argentina they played in Mexico they played in, in the U.S. I mean the U.S. became a top twenty team in in less than twenty years I think that's amazing yeah but I don't think they, they should need to burn you know Rome just because because of this one failure you know. You know, another another tweet that I saw that, you know, how they're criticizing, you know, Bruce Arena, dude. Bruce Arena has done so much for U.S. soccer, dude. And it's like right now it seems like he's persona non grata. He, he's not the problem, at least in my though. opinion. What's that? Yeah, I, yeah I, I agree. From the fans, though, like the whole when he went on Fox to to, to talk about the game against Portugal, people were yeah. outraged at that. How can he – Taylor Twellman outraged that this guy would be announcing there – um, after after you know losing losing the World Cup, failing to go to the World Cup, who is this guy to talk and, and all this stuff? After two thousand two, what he did there, after what he did, I think in 06. Uh, what he's done in college, what he's done, you know, what he's done in college at the collegiate level, what he's done in MLS, what he's done with the well, national. Well, yeah, with, with, with this, he won with DC United when MLS was just starting, like in its first years, and he won the. Uh, Inter, what was it called? They beat Vasco da Gama. Yeah, yeah they, beat, they beat Vasco da Gama, man. So, I mean, well, even more recently. Teach to your league back then. Even yeah, more but, recently, though, they want, they, they were, I think for the most part, they were happy that he came in to replace Klinsman. They thought he was going to come and be the savior and rescue the team. Well, yeah, and he did win them a goal. <laughs> All of a sudden. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing, though, and I think this is where MLS needs to, to step in, not so much the USSF. But, you know, I think, I think MLS needs to do what like Liga MX and, and, and Argentina stuff like that and have their forexiles back because they're youth, you know, where they can get guys, you know, hey guys, uh, I gotta drop off, man. Uh, have a good one, guys. Sorry about right. that. Right. Later, Later, Dan. Good night. And, uh, I think, I think, you know, I, I would, I, I would still have, you know, the, the system the way they have it. But I think you, I think that the, the the major league soccer has to be more proactive as to you know really you know going after high school, going into the inner city, going all over the places, you know, not just blame. I think they need to go after high school teams because from from my point of view, I think they scout and look after more of these travel team tournaments and these travel team situations where it does require money for these kids to go and play. It does require money for the kids. To, to travel, to stay in a hotel, to pay for the fees, to pay for like trips to Europe for for camps and stuff like that, and that's where the the, the people may slip through those cracks. But my whole thing, and I told this guy uh, that they're pretty much like chop trying to chop a tree with a butter knife. The whole problem is the kids in the U.S. aren't playing soccer in the streets, aren't playing soccer every waking moment. It's not the greatest sport that they want to strive to to play. 
because of NBA and other distractions, even iPhone and Nintendo and all these games where people would rather do that than, than, uh, than play a sissy sport like soccer. And so you don't have the talent that other countries have where it's, it's more passionate. And I think a lot of people are asking for that passion or asking for Sunday leagues, even for not just young kids, but like older kids to just go out and play soccer and have fun. And then maybe the passion will grow and spread, but I don't see it happen anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I'm starting to you know get more involved with it now that I have you know my my nephew. He's uh, five years old, so he's starting to, you know, uh, it's fun actually going to his practices and stuff like that, and starting to see you know how the how the system works, you know. Uh, but no, that's 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 really my uh, last thought of the night. Cool. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll end it there. Thank you, Joel, for coming on. Always cheekies. And uh, Ronnie, yep. the uh, America can have some better luck in the league. In league I don't. I don't think they're going to win it. Dude. I think they'll get far, but I don't think they'll win it. Alrighty. Well, thanks everyone for joining, and uh, and for those who. Uh, <laughs> I see in the chat they have taken offense. Uh, come yeah, back and join right. us. Come back and join right. us another time to take further offense. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're always free to to offend every now and then. Yeah. Well, oh, remember, I, it's, it's, it's just you know we can agree to disagree on a lot of things, but remember the game. Still yeah. love the game. Yep. Just focus. I mean, I think if we all just focus on you know the sport, and that's it. There's other yeah. stuff that are just extracurricular, but it's all passion for the sport, and that's what unites. So, thanks everyone for listening. Um, I will have this episode on iTunes for uh, future listening uh, tomorrow, and we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>